You are listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, and is recorded at the Francis Roy office in Valparaiso, Florida. A lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. Never to exceed 30 minutes, this podcast is an easy addition to your playlist of favorites. Let's get started with this week's guest. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and we have another great creative guest with us today. And I will just say I'm very excited because I've been wanting to interview our guest today for a while. And we kind of watch him here at the agency a little bit, what he does on the creative side. But there's so many ways that I can introduce our guest today. But I'll just start with, we have Bobby Wagner. Bobby, hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of y'all's community now. Yes, we are too. Welcome. Welcome. So how do people introduce you these days? I mean, just Mayor of Destin, but you're so many other things. You know what? I, I get whiplash because I feel like every two, three years, I decide to jump into a different bucket of titles. Well, so looking back, well, I guess moving forward, I always thought I was jumping from one random thing to the next. But, you know, hindsight's 2020. So now I my uh, my email tag is creator of visual goodness because I run a video production company. I do a environmental nonprofit um, that's about planting trees and education. And then from all that, somehow it connects to small government. And, you know, at the heart of it all, it's really about just trying to make our land, our people and everyone just a little bit more visually creative. So I really love just creating visual goodness in all forms, whether it's from the environment through my video and creativity and content creation, or just, you know, really working on awesome collaborative partnerships here at the city to just make, you know, our city and our, and our community that much more aesthetically pleasing for the locals and the tourists that come and visit. And that's our episode. Goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 That was really great. Well, you know, what I think is the most interesting to watch and what is the most, I mean, we talk about creativity a lot here on the pod. It just seems like, and no pun intended, but that's at the root of everything that you do. And all of these great things kind of grow from that. You completely understand your personal brand. You can see that the way that it is translated into the brands that you are involved in is just creativity, the heart of everything. Absolutely. You know, I think, I don't know. I just think at this point, at first I was supposed to be a music education band director. And so the video side of things, it was still 50% music. So that was a transition. I ran the, the the video production and I really just thought, man, you know, I really get to film this beautiful area that we live in called the Emerald mm-hmm. Coast. And whether it's in the beaches or our parks, you know, the aesthetic is what really drove the business. And so I figured, why not give back to my background Mm -hmm. and being at the beach and everything. And then from there, I just really fell in love with my community even more being a part of the charity group because we just have such an awesome culture here of just giving back to our community and importantly to our nonprofits that have such amazing missions that I figured, well, why not just make a bigger impact and really try to support at a larger level? So I don't know. It's just something I never thought I would be doing, but I'm just so happy and excited to be a part of it now. So let me tell you something that I never thought I would say. I said it here in the office the other day. And that was like, hey, could someone call the mayor and ask him if he's available for drone footage for the festival this weekend? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I know, right? That's the best part. It's just a title. So the cool part is the mayor is a, a volunteer position. So, you know, I still have to run right. my business and everything, which allows, you know, a little bit more work-life balance or maybe not. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's not a paid position. So I, I think that's just an amazing testament, not to me, but to the whole council that's up there that sure. people just care this much about our small little fishing village that's now turned into a nation worldwide resort to come to that we're still at our roots just doing it because we love our community. And, you know, we have 5 million people coming through this area every year, Mm -hmm. yet we're not paid still because it's not about the pay. It's about just, you know, making an impact. For me, it's about like generational thinking, whether that's a park that we're trying to redesign or just policies that we're putting in place. For me, it's about how do we keep the generational cycle going? And that's just keeping this place that charm, that, you know, local Mm -hmm. feel while still welcoming people. And it's just, it's such a unique opportunity being in here because as a small business owner and and a marketer like yourself, I thought I knew a lot of people, you know, you, you get in business for 10 years and you go around and you do the chamber and you meet this wonderful group of community. You're like, man, I feel, I feel like I know a lot of people in the area. And then you get into public service and then you realize there's like 20 circles that are doing their own thing, living their own lives, having their ups and downs, having their challenges and and successes, and they will never interloop with the other 19 circles going on. So it's just so funny in a small business community that, oh, you know, everyone. And then you put yourself in a completely different title or an aspect. And it's like, oh my God, there's just so many different walks of life, ways of thinking, doing, and just living that, you know, it's really, there is no one size fit all. So that's kind of where I'm at now is like challenge people to be who they are authentically, go for the goals that they're looking for, because there's no wrong answer. And there's so many people out there that you're going to find your tribe. You're mm-hmm. going to find what you're passionate about. And it's probably not your first thought that's going to be where you end up because, you know, I'm supposed to be like, again, a high school band director. Well, you're in good company here. I mean, we have tried, we love to try new things. I mean, I think the very first business I ever started was like this printing company that had no hope. And I was like 20 years old, but when it's in you, it's in you. And I, I think from a business owner's perspective, I love when other business owners are involved in government. It was one of the things that I really loved about living in Wyoming is almost everyone in government there is part-time government, mm-hmm. full-time something else. And I think personally, that's the way government should be run because you want government run by real people who have real jobs and real problems. And they're kind of experiencing the same things that you are. And so that is very appealing. I, I think it's interesting to see, because we always talk about is there the time for something like this? And I can imagine mm-hmm. that being the mayor of a city, no matter how big or how small, has its own demands. And so is time management just like the topic of the day for you every day? <laughs> well, I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts and books mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to keep it all straight. And then one of them, I, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, it is, oh, uh, The One Thing. Uh, right. I love Harry that. Keller. Yeah. So that's, that's really what I have to always kind of remind myself is, okay, if I'm going to start this company, what's the one thing I really want to be good at? If I want to be the executive director of this Trees on the Coast nonprofit, what's that one thing? And I think that helps me stay center. It doesn't mm-hmm. always help me stay balanced, but it definitely helps me stay center. And it, it at least gives me something to come back to because we all get busy, you know, workloads are ebbs and flows, but just to have that guiding compass to come back to of, all right, why did I do this? What's that one thing of, if, 
if there's nothing else I do in four years, what's the one thing I want to accomplish or, mm-hmm. you know, just help in the community for, or for the videos, you know, wh- who are that one client that I really enjoy working with, whether that's what they do or how they do it. So, you know, work-life balance, I don't think life is balanced. I think it's just a list of priorities and you got to sub it out. And I think that's something that I had to learn the hard way is, you know, you got to sub out what you don't like or do. Um, you can't do everything. So what do you do really well? And what do you do really well and love to do? And not be afraid to build a team around you to handle the rest. And so luckily, while this is a volunteer position, we have over 100 staff members at the city here that are just, I feel, overqualified with their jobs. So I just can't talk enough about our city staff, our director heads, our managers, all the way down to the field workers. I mean, we got some awesome people who love this community and are doing it for the right reason. So I get to be the point of the spear for the city. But, you know, there is so much power behind the people that we have here that I really just get to celebrate what they have succeeded and created for the community. Um, I get to throw out some ideas and maybe cast a vision here or two. But, you know, for me, it's all about making sure that the internal team is rocking because that's that's the heartline of it all. You know, you, you see the fruits of the labor and people are going to yell or praise, but it all comes back to how good of a quality team that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just can't say enough about who we have here at the city right now. Well, I don't think anyone could have said that better. It's just so interesting. It's refreshing. So I want to just address the refreshing. You said generational. I wasn't going to bring it up. You're <laughs> on the younger side. You're younger than me, right? So yep. you're on 29. the younger side. I don't want to make it an issue because I feel like we need more, right? Mm-hmm. We need more of it. And so I'm not going to ask you the challenges for you being a young mayor, because I feel Mm -hmm. like we need to remove those types of conversations. This should be the norm. We should be Mm -hmm. seeing people in their 20s and 30s stepping up and participating in government. Mm -hmm. But something that I know that we really battle here at Francis Roy is young creative talent, staying here, living here, building a life here, not going to Atlanta, New Orleans, Birmingham. What kind of hope can you give them, everybody in college, everybody at Northwest Florida State College or maybe UWF even, are there creative jobs here? Should they stay here and why? Yeah. And that's kind of one of one of the bigger things that I'm looking for is we have such an amazing school district. Mm-hmm. We have such amazing culture and arts. And I'm a fan nerd at heart that, you know, we have we just are raising and growing these just rock star students, humans athletes, whatever their their thing is, we got it here. And mm-hmm. I think there's so many families that move here for that. But yeah, to your point, we have seen in the past where amazing families come here, they raise their amazing kids, and then the amazing job is elsewhere. But I'm trying to change that. And, and I think it starts with just a fresh perspective of it all. And it starts with, I think, connectivity. Uh, we're bringing in fiber optics to Destin. We're bringing in a city center on Main Street to Destin that's going to house a work-live play area where you could have studio apartments on top, grass, greenery, art, and shopping on the bottom, and just allowing a place for creatives to to live in a reasonable area, be connected to the world. And as we've noticed through COVID and everything, people just want to be connected and we're getting more and more opportunities to live anywhere and still work from where that place is. So my goal moving forward with the city is allowing for those who want to be here, that you can be here, whether that's starting a business, whether that's being in the creative technology industry, 
we need to set up the infrastructure for those people to be successful here. We're in a very conservative area. It's kind of like the red panhandle of Florida. I've been non-party affiliated since 14. And if anything, I would have to say I'm probably a libertarian at heart, which just means less government, which means mm -hmm. for me, I think government should just play a supportive role. I think good people will do great things if you give them the tools and the opportunity to do so. So for me in this position, it's about creating those opportunities for creatives, for business entrepreneurs, for mindset-oriented people who want to live in a gorgeous area. I mean, why we're world-renowned didn't happen because of humans. It was Mother Nature. It's the green emerald water. It's the sugary powder sand of quartz crystals from the Everglades. You know, it, there is so many just natural resources here that were not man-made that I think it's time for us to do something that's man-made here that just complements and allows people to live in such a beautiful area. And I think the time is now. We don't have that many corporate large competition areas like you would see in the metropolitan areas. You know, there's definitely a time and place to be in those kind of bigger cities. But I think one of the unique aspects of Destin, South Walton, Freeport, Niceville, even Crestview and, and Fort Walton, all these areas that are around us, there isn't a large barrier to entry, regardless of what it is. It's a very pro small business community. Taxes are great as far as very low and economical. There is not too many industries of one kind. Mm -hmm. So for someone to come and take a leap, I think this area is a great place to take a leap of faith while we put in infrastructure to just even further support whatever their dreams may be. Well, that is fantastic. I mean, definitely consider us engaged here. Um, <laughs> we are very interested in whatever it takes to ensure that we can encourage and cultivate creative talent in this destination. I think just like you were saying, even outside of Destin, I mean, we have clients all over. And so for us being able to provide, you know, visual, graphic, photography, video, I mean, just everything we're full service. So it's so important that we can attract top level talent to live and work here and collaborate with our team. So that's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we're known as the world's luckiest fishing village. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's kind of two nautical uh, metaphors that I like to play off of then. All boats rise with high tides. So, you know, we're all right. on the same side. Competition and scarcity thinking is just something that doesn't serve anyone. Right. So I think with that and with us being the world's luckiest fishing village, that kind of pays homage to there is enough fish out there for everyone. Oh we have gosh, boats yes. leaving the harbor every day and we do it responsibly, but the boat captain next to you is not a competitor. Mm -hmm. It is just another person making a living next to you that just happens to love and cherish the same kind of business and sport that they do. If you know yourself and you really look inward, no one can have that same mission and vision that you do. 100%. I mean, whether that's, yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, if, if you feel like you're competing, I don't think you've looked inward enough to understand why you're doing what you're doing and and the love inside it. So for those who always kind of come to me with a little scarcity or whatever the mindset may be, but it always just comes back to getting in tune because, you know, if you're in a negative headspace, you're probably not connected, whether to yourself, sure. to the environment, to the community. And I just encourage everyone to just take a big breath. Awkward pause, take the breath. <laughs> and then just, you know, really just think what, is it that I love to do? And what is it that I can just make an impact doing? And it doesn't have to be a quantitative number thing. And it doesn't have to be a, a life-changing thing. You know, mm -hmm. changing one person's life could have generational effects. So, you know, with media and social media, I think some things that I find myself guilty of is 
looking around and looking outside and being like, oh, he's doing this or the mayor of Fort Walton, they're just crushing it. But we're all on a different path and we're all trying to get to a different location. So why would you even set up those comparison bars to begin with? I think the only person that you need to compare yourself with is yesterday to you to today's you. And what are you doing to be a little bit better? What are you doing to help someone else out? And I don't know. I think that's just really where it comes down to. And, and down to, you know, younger people getting into politics. Why are you comparing yourself? I think yeah. I, I failed my first campaign. I didn't get into this winning. I failed a campaign. And then by the grace of the universe or just, you know, divine timing, several months later, another person leaves and then I get appointed. So I lost an election and still got on council which gave me that, like, what I call my red shirt freshman year on council to see if I really liked it, loved it. And then so I went for mayor because in our city, I, I encourage everyone to see what their city charter or their constitution looks like because every city's different. Mm-hmm. And I think we've spent so much time focused on the national news anchors and associates, and they talk about the national politics that I think we lose sight that 80% that influences your personal rules, your financial rules are at the city level. So I just encourage people that you see all these big problems with almost no answer in sight on these national televisions. But the interesting thing is, I think it's almost a distraction for all of us because everything happens at the local level. It's local voices making local choices. And I think we really need to come back to our roots. And that is at the local level, because that's where you can make an impact for yourself, for your schools, for your community, for your sidewalks, whatever you're into, it starts at the local level. And I guess want everyone to be encouraged that you don't need to know everything to start. You just need to start because that's where it all begins. Mm -hmm. And at the city level, you're not dealing with these high level controversial issues that really don't seem to have an end in sight. You're dealing with how do we make our town better? How do we make our small businesses grow? How do we just keep our culture here while keeping the growth alive, it, you know, that balance of it also. Yeah. You know, age was not a, it was a factor. It wasn't an issue. Sure. Um, but, you know, you get out there and you hustle. We went and door knocked on a thousand people's houses, me and my girlfriend, Becca. There's only one day she couldn't go and that's because she had to go pay some bills for us. Uh, <laughs> like, we still do have her a real job. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, she's got to go do her real job and I'm over here playing La La campaign. But, you know, just being there and, and going out and knocking on doors. I don't mm-hmm. think one of my favorite quotes is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if you really want to get involved, go meet them face to face, whether it's one-on-one or in a group setting, getting out there and letting people know that you care is over half the battle. I think age yeah. disappears. I think, you know, any kind of prejudgment disappears. If you just get out there and be your true authentic self and communicate with people just naturally, I mean, you know, I think everyone's kind of fed up with politics. So the fact that you're, you could be young or old, I don't think, you know, sure. I think if you're just new and bringing a new perspective, you're young. Age is not a number. It is the perspective of what you feel you are. And, you know, just bringing a fresh thought into government is really what I'm hoping to help people do. Because you could be 65 years old and have never touched public service, but you have so much knowledge and wisdom and perspective that probably a seasoned politician who's 65 years old has never thought of. Right. Just like a 25-year-old could bring in a fresh new perspective that a 25-year-old who has gone to D.C. because he wanted to be in political science major and now he's interning and now he's kind of drinking the old Kool-Aid. You know, there's goods and bad or, you know, perspective of 
not being in government or being in it. So I don't know, for me, it's just all about, you got to take a leap of faith. You got to want it and you got to have that reason behind it, or you're just going to fizzle out. It's a lot of hours, it's a lot of hard work, but if you're doing it for the reason that means a lot to you, it's, you know, the work goes away and now you're just, you're putting in a lot of hours to something you love. Well, I love that. Every week I put a new quote on my board and this week it's how much overlap is there between what you say is important to you and how you spend your attention. And that to me, you've really summarized that well, and you have a fresh perspective. We are um, so excited to see all the things that you've done so far and what is to come. And I'm not going to ask you that question, what is to come, but I am going to ask you for our listeners, how can they follow everything that you're doing? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm working on my LinkedIn because evidently I've been told I need a LinkedIn now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think some of your girls are telling me that too. That the like, agency. please help us. Yeah. Yeah. The, the professional side of things. Um, so Facebook and Instagram is really where I, I like to share. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do something a little different and I'm, I'm not going to be the first, I'm not reinventing a wheel here, but I'm really just asking people what they want. You know, I can assume all I want. I can go and listen, but with the tools and technology that we have now, I I think one of the fresh perspectives that we can do is, did you know Facebook has a polling post? Right. Imagine imagine just polling your constituents so you don't have to assume or wait for a year to study something. You know, it's, it's not going to be rock solid information, but I think one of the biggest things people can appreciate is communication. I think if you just communicate with them, whether they love the project or hate the project, if you just give them a couple minutes, you feel them out, you understand and you empathize with them, they may not love it but they can appreciate it and at least understand the good that comes with what they see as maybe a negative. And that way it's not just a yes or no, it's not a black and white. And that's what really national politics have done. It's really put us in one camp or the other camp. And that's the beauty of local government is there's only one camp and it's your city, it's your town, it's your county. So we all have common ground and we all have a couple of things in common. So I think it's just, you know, there's there's a time and place for state and, and federal government, but the beautiful part that I'm trying to bring back alive at the local government level is there is more in common than less at the local level. And we just got to remind people about that and just allow that communication to be there so they can understand that because telling them isn't going to do anything. They need to feel it. They need to know you care so that they can at least understand that you have the best interest at heart. And, you know, people's comments on Facebook has changed projects as little silly things as where the bathroom goes at this park changes the safety aspect of how a mom can let her kids play at the playground. I mean, there's so small increment things, but I'm not a mom. I'm not bringing the kids to a park. You need everyone's opinion to really make a good project happen for a community. So I'm just encouraging everyone, follow me on Facebook, go online. It's Bobby Wagner, mayor of Destin. Um, I think at this point now, Google has recognized me as the mayor of Destin. It was, it's funny watching the it's SEO <laughs> slowly change over a couple of days. The SEO is like, oh, there's a new mayor of Destin as there are across the country on November 11th. So just watching it turn over, I'm like, I think that's when I was like, the oh crap moment was it's you, you type in mayor of Destin. Cause you know, I, I don't know. I, I hate Google myself or anything, but I was like mayor of Destin. And I'm not typing my name in. And it's like, boom, there's my headshot. I'm like, oh, wow. If, if Google said it, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. thank you for reminding us. 
Bobby, that local government is so incredibly important and that creativity is the root of everything. I appreciate yes, creativity, that. communication, and collaboration is what we need more of. And that is the, the drum I will be banging. You know, there's always going to be issues and projects and things to do in Destin, but something that's universal, regardless of where you're listening to, is you got to come in with an open mind before you start talking. You got to just want to, yep. you want to yep. listen before you talk and, you know, just all those things that we all know. But it's so true, especially when you're talking the totality of a group, because even in a small city of 14,000 people that see 100,000 people a week, we, we have our issues. We got a small town with big city problems, and it's just going to take a community to rally around an issue to get something moving forward. And it, it starts with one person. I mean, honestly, I, I had no idea I was going to be here two years ago. And it's okay to fail because especially in this kind of work that I've learned now looking back and, and through some mentorships of mine through Mel Ponder and a couple other guys who have, I hate to say climbed the ladder, but have served our community at different levels. Even if you go after it, say your city is about to have council re-elections come up, even if you lose your name being on that ticket now gives you a platform. And I didn't really realize that until I lost and realized that people were still asking me, what do you think about this? How can we help here? Like just by starting, you won. You might not have won the polls, but if you're starting something and trying to become involved in local government because you have an issue that you're trying to address, even if you lose, you now have a platform to now start even more on. And to my testament, you know, it took me twice and here I am. So it's, you know, losing isn't a thing in politics or in local government. It's just a process. And it just takes people standing up for what they believe in and starting. And that's all you can really ask for to start change in any government. Mm -hmm. Well, that's very encouraging because ever since I lost presidency in eighth grade to Rainer Burton, <laughs> I have felt that sting so damn bad and have been intimidated by the process ever since. So I kind of needed oh. those words of encouragement. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, um, you're a delight. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you awesome. to everyone who is listening. If you have questions for Bobby, you can email them to us, hello at francisroy.com, but we're going to link all the ways to follow you, Bobby, and just to really kind of keep an eye on what is going on and that you can call to action, you know, pull that call to action out and tell us when it's time to vote locally so that we are engaged in our community, in our backyard, where it matters. Thank you again. Absolutely. And my last little sentence out is, regardless if you live in Destin, you live in Florida, you live in the country, yes. please reach out. I want to create this, I guess, domino effect. So even if you just have questions how to start, it doesn't matter the state or the city that you live in, please reach out if you have any questions on how to start the campaign. I, I just want to encourage people. I want to give them the tools. You know, I was complete trial and error my first campaign and probably learned everything a week too late. So <laughs> if there's anything I can do to, you know, just encourage you guys or give you some kind of insight, if you're interested in any way of starting at the local level or heck, even going for Congress, uh, I don't know too much about that kind of politics, but, you know, please reach out to me. You don't need to be in the city limits to connect with me. I'm here to support and communicate and try to just, you know, whatever your mission or vision is, whatever I can do to help, email me, Facebook, hit me in the DMs of Instagram. I'm here for you. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Right back at you. Thanks. I've been excited about this one. So, and you didn't disappoint. That's for sure. We will follow. And then also we'll be back in two weeks. Talk to you then.